Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Double Take. Marriage crimes. We're really excited to be back with another case. This one, this one needs some other. What is it called? What? What's it called? The case? No, like the warning. Like a warning sign. Yeah, like a warning sign. Warning. This has foul language. It has graphic explanations. Viewer discretion is advised. Yes. <laughs> it's up to you if you want to stay. Yeah. I actually couldn't eat when I was <clears throat> looking up the information while I was eating. With oh, the, really? Yeah, I couldn't do it. When I was eating breakfast, I was like... Well... I was actually looking information. I wasn't eating at that time, but when I was done, <laughs> I was I needed to eat lunch. Well, I was working. I was looking at the video. Well, not looking at the video, but I was listening to it. Yeah. So and I was working, and then I was hungry, but then I wanted to watch another episode of something else. <laughs> so I was eating and watching a, <laughs> some murder, and then I was like. This is weird. I feel weird eating and, you yeah. know, watching this at the same time, but I still watch it. <laughs> really? I felt weird. I was like... <sighs> I, I really didn't want to think too much about it, so... No? No. I get scared when it's I like... I kept going. When it's... <laughs> <laughs> when it's like real life crime events, I'm like... <gasps> yeah. Paranoid when I go no, outside. I yeah. I get scared. Same. Like, I'm going to walk here. you out because I'm like, what if they kidnap Paula? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, same here. I'm really paranoid about those stuff. Oh, yeah. Especially when you read a lot about crime. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about Frederick and Rose West. So, yeah, this was a really interesting couple. I'll start talking about Fred. Frederick Walter Stevenson West. He was born in September 29, 1941 in Hereford Village, England. Um, he was the oldest... The second oldest of six siblings. Um, his dad, he was um, not a real good man. He was kind of like a cruel person. His name was Walter Stevenson West. Um, yeah, like I said, they said he was a really violent person, really cruel, really... Mm-hmm. Not a good person. <laughs> he even raped a lot of women oh, in his life. No. Yeah, even his daughters. Yeah, a lot of incest around this family. Mm. So, Disgusting. yeah, we can tell that he was not a good person at all. What a horrible life. I know. They even said that he might be a killer himself, but they never proved. So yeah, we don't know. But they said that. It could be really possible. His mom's name was um, Daisy Hannah Hill. She was an um, interested woman. She was the ruler of the house, even though his dad was the one that was violent and cruel and is strict too. So you would think, oh, he's the one that put the rules. But no, it was, it was actually his mom. She was the one that... Um, put the rules was strict everyone's gonna obey to her so yeah we can see that both of the parents were really strict and they were they were wanting their kids to be correct correct in their way so like i already mentioned in this family the incest was like was taken like something really normal and natural Mm -hmm. 
So once they said, um, when he was 13 years old, his mom invited him to bed and she took his virginity at the age of 13 of his son. And it was mentioned too that his dad used to have, um, used to keep sexual relationships with his daughters, which is pretty sick. So we don't really know if they used to do things between all of them. It seems like it, but yeah, yeah they were having a sexual relationship, but somehow he still loved them. Like they used to have a good relationship. That's so weird. I know. Because normally you think in abuse and, and, and you think, oh, probably they hate their parents. Yeah. But no, they used to have a good relationship. They used to love each other so much. I don't know. I don't understand that part, but that's how it was. It. Yeah. <laughs> At the age of 14, he dropped off school and she just went to walk. To work, <laughs> to work in the farm. <laughs> yeah, he could barely read and write, but he didn't want to do it anymore. So he just decided to go and work with his dad in the farm. So because of all these events that were happening in his life, all this sexual abuse and the violence and all that, he grew up thinking all this was normal. Yeah. So sex wasn't really important side of his life. It was like his his motivated yeah motivation to keep just going in life, if you can say it that yeah. way. So yeah, he grew up thinking, oh this all oh, this is normal, not knowing oh this is right, this is wrong, just doing whatever he wanted, whatever he wanted. And his dad taught taught him that he could do whatever he wanted. Mm -hmm. Just don't let people know. So not even just the parents were having sex with his sisters. He raped them too. So yeah, I know I, I've been saying rape and sex and all this too much. But this was the reality of this family. It's sick. But yeah, this was the real reality. Oh my god. Um, but everyone used to see him like... You know, everyone around around him and around this family used to say them just like, oh, this normal, cute family. Uh, and they used to say that he was so charming and so nice. Mm -hmm. Somebody just really nice to be around with. You know, mm -hmm. they used to have fun with him. And yeah, just he used to look perfect from the outside. <laughs> and mm -hmm. the family as well. When he was 17, he started, you know, growing up and he got fascinated with motorcycles. So he started just working a lot saving a lot of money to buy a motorcycle so he did yeah but on november 28 1978 he actually got into an accident a really bad accident that caused him head injuries and all his body as well but the the worst ones were in his head which affects his frontal cortex which contains all the elements that makes you like a moral person uh just to difference that what is right and what is wrong mm. so he was already kind of like a psychopath so with this accident it was just like no breaks this is gonna go really bad and it did <laughs> this injury also caused him a lot of violent mood swings so he could be happy but he could be mad and when he used to get really mad he was really mad so it was just like 
way worse than was before. If this wasn't bad enough, he actually had another head injury. He actually fall in a, I think it was a club or a bar or something like that, and he messed up his head again. So this caused even more brain damage. <laughs> he was so, not there. <laughs> no, so way worse again. <laughs> So because of all this brain damage and he was already like kind of like a psychopath, he was just going, you know, doing with life and with people whatever he wanted. If he wanted to have sex, he used to go and rape people. He was stealing from people as well. He couldn't keep like a job for a long time because he was just doing bad stuff. He yeah. was stealing, he was raping, he was degrading people. So no, he was just not being a good person person and the reputation he had before start degrading because of the things he was doing because now he didn't care he was just like okay i'm doing whatever i want but people i don't know people were just starting to get tired of him so in 1962 he decided to move to another city in england i thought i think it's gloucester uh where he started working as a truck driver um he was driving around and he met this Scottish girl who was 16 at the time. He was a prostitute and she was pregnant. She was actually five months pregnant and he fell in love with her. Uh, they said that he fell in love with her because he kind of saw like a mother figure on her. Mm -hmm. He saw somebody that was going to put him rules again. Um, I don't know. He just liked her because she was kind of like his mom, which is weird, but yeah. He liked her because of that. Um, they got they got married and then she gave birth in 1963 to her daughter Charmin, which he took like his own daughter as well. Later, a year later, she gave birth again in 1964 to another daughter who they call Anne Marie. So he eventually got tired of being driving around in his truck and he decided to get another job driving around again but an ice cream van <laughs> yeah he decided mm -hmm. to drive an ice cream van around which is kind of weird in my stuff because i think he was happy because he was gonna have access to kids and teenagers because you know as you can see he was kind of like a pedophile yeah um so yeah he was just doing his things having access to teenagers, raping people, doing things that you shouldn't be doing. So their marriage was being really unstable. They were splitting up for some months and then getting back together. Uh, the state was taking their kids away from her. They were in foster care and then they were getting them back. So it was just not a good household, not a good environment. So they decided to split. She went back to her country and she decided to leave the kids with the husband, <laughs> with Fred. Not a good decision, but she said, I think he's capable of doing it. He can raise them by, by himself. So I'll go back to my country. And that's what she did. So at this time, he was being a single father and I guess things were being really complicated for him. So he decided to contract a nanny. He contracted Anna McFell. That was her name. Um, she was 16 years old, again, a minor. So they started having a relationship and she got pregnant from this relationship. 
and she was wanting him to leave the wife and divorce her but he didn't want to do that because he had the hope that he was gonna that she was gonna come back from her country and they were gonna be a family again uh, i don't know that's just the idea he had mm -hmm. so he was waiting for that mm -hmm. and yeah he was like uh -uh, you're becoming a problem that is not gonna mm -hmm. happen mm -hmm. so anna mcfall was last seen in 1967 when she was eight months pregnant so mm -hmm. he killed her when she was eight months pregnant which is pretty sad um her rest um her body was found nobody reported her like missing so her body was found 24 years later which is crazy and they were able to see that when she was buried she didn't have the baby in the belly so that means that he probably took it out we don't know what he did with the baby um he probably just buried her by her side something but the baby wasn't in her tummy like mm. he took it out i don't know why he did that but that is pretty pretty gross and something really curious is that where he buried her was where he was from you know in mm -hmm. march markle yeah just like in a cornfield they said something like that but yeah he wanted to bury her where he grew up which is pretty weird but that that it's fred west crazy man rosemary pauline rose west was born in november 29th 1953 in devon england he is a daughter of william andrew bill letts and daisy gwendolyn fuller now she has six siblings and she is the fifth sibling out of all six of the letts family now daisy which is rose mother she suffered with depression when daisy was pregnant with rose she did an electroconvulsive therapy ect now she did that late during her pregnancy and a day before she gave birth to rose she had a last a last session with ect which a lot of people believe that it had damaged her brain because okay. that's very intensive type of therapy now while growing up daisy had learning disabilities so she was really behind from her siblings and classmates and even her siblings called her rosy dozy rosy dozy that's so mean it's coming from your own siblings rosy dozy yeah rosy dozy yeah oh that's pretty mean that is pretty mean now when in the neighborhood that she lived her dad created like this big fence and they weren't allowed to go beyond the fence so they were only allowed to play within the fence and a lot of neighboring uh kids wanted to go play with them but they just said we give up because they couldn't go out and if they went out they weren't allowed to play they were allowed to just walk around inside the fence because they were not allowed to play as kids i don't know why now Rose's dad also suffered with paranoid schizophrenia, which led to extreme violence. He would abuse the children extremely bad. He would hit them with random objects around the house and bang their heads against the wall. And he would even get the girls to scrub the carpet with toothbrushes. If he saw any little stain, he's like, scrub the carpet, and they would. Same. That's, that's a little too much That's for me. Crazy. Yes. Yeah. Now, 
when a lot of people found this information out, they didn't believe it because he was a very nice, charming man. In the public eye, he was very nice, but behind closed doors, it was just a complete mess. It was horrible, horrible. Now, he was violent towards his wife, his children, and it was very rare to find him happy or have a good moment with his family because he would just spaz out. And for some reason, he would hurt all of Rose's siblings except Rose. He favored Rose the most, but sadly, at a young age, he would sexually abuse her. Now, Rose was a very quiet girl, so he knew that she wouldn't speak up about the sexual abuse that was going on. Now, Dr. David Holmes, a criminal psychologist, said that the abuse that her father did to her was gonna stagnate her development. So everything that she was learning from her father was gonna affect her in the future. She was gonna have an abusive relationship, um, a very intense sexual desire in each relationship that she was going to get into. She was also going to be an instigator of abuse in whatever relationship she's going to get. Now, Rose, as I said before, she was learning at a slower rate, but she was held back one year. But to her, she didn't mind. She actually enjoyed being the oldest child in the classroom because for her, she thought that everything that her dad did fear if she put fear onto the smaller children she thought that was power so she liked the power she loved the strength so she would bully the kids at school and antagonize them because what she saw at home she thought it was normal to do outside the four walls of her house now when rose was a teenager her parents separated because his dad was very abusive towards his mother and her mother really went through a really dark episode of depression now when her parents separated rose ended up with her mother now rose and fred met at sheltonham bus station she was 15 years old when she first met fred and fred was 13 years older than rose gross why uh i i can't tell you why (laughs) no he was yeah obviously you see a pattern Mm -hmm. now fred tried so hard to pursue rose but rose didn't give in because when she first encountered fred he had a very repulsive smell he really didn't take care of himself properly so his personal hygiene was really bad she even said that when she first met fred his teeth were green how did she kiss him i don't know disgusting that is so gross (laughs) yeah so when when they met this was just right after he killed the nanny just so we are clearing that part so this happened after the nanny Mm -hmm. situation yeah Mm -mm. Mm -mm. how can people fall in love with a man with green teeth it's just i have no idea it's just just a thought like how can your teeth get green (laughs) (laughs) i know like yellow teeth orange teeth (laughs) but green teeth that's (laughs) how do these people end up marrying him i have no idea i that's disgusting but 
after so much pursuing, she fell for him because she loved the continuous affection that he would give her. And she loved that. She loved when a man gives her affection. So she was like, okay, let's give it a try. Now, Rose family were extremely against this because, like I said, he was 13 years his elder. Now, the person who was mostly extremely against this relationship was Rose's father. He threatened Fred and he said, stay away from her or I'll beat her, you know? Now, that didn't stop them from getting together because in 1970, Rose moved into Fred's caravan. And that's when everything started to shift. Because you can see the influence that Fred had over Rose. They had this sexual desire that was hidden and it just exploded. Yeah, uh, we can see over here that their situations were kind of similar. Like yeah. he was, well, well, his parents used to sexually abuse him and she was having the same situation. Yeah. So it sounds bad to say but they were kind of perfect for each other yes somehow because she also prior to meeting um fred she was known to have sexual relations with older men now the sexual fantasies that they had was something that they went through as a child since she was sexually exploited from her father she was okay with things that fred was doing to her and Fred was okay with doing the things that she wanted to do because they both went or ha went through horrific backgrounds. So for them, that was a natural thing. Now, shortly after she got pregnant and before, or sorry, not before, after she gave birth, um, Fred went to jail for petty theft and she stayed home with his two children and her own. So she was left alone with them. Now, the two daughters were named Charmaine and Anne-Marie. Now, she started beating the children, especially Charmaine, because Charmaine went against everything. She didn't uh, like the way that Rose would bully them. So she stood up to Rose. And sadly, in June 1971, that was Rose's first murder. Now, when Fred came out of jail, he helped Rose bury his own child's body yeah disgusting which is pretty sad like he just came out of jail and he's like oh where's charming and like this is what i read and she said oh i killed her so he just buried the body just like okay whatever they yeah. just bury it she was okay with it or yeah, he, he was, was okay he was okay with it I don't know how he was capable of doing that. I would throw hands, you know? <laughs> now, yeah. shortly after they moved to 25 Carmel Street, Rose began to work as a prostitute. Um, even though she was working as a prostitute, Fred was okay with it because he would spy on her and for some reason he would get aroused by looking at her having sexual relationships with other men after they kill charming rena west came back from her country to ask for their kids so she wanted to take the kids she was like okay um i'm back i want to take my kids with me i don't want them with you no more 
the problem is that they just have one kid they didn't have Charmaine no more because she killed her mm -hmm. so they were like okay how are we gonna explain this to her they didn't see another solution then kill Rena West as well so the last time she was seen alive was in 1971 and after this um she was disappeared <laughs> uh yeah she disappeared and he went to bury her in the same place he buried his other victim mm -hmm. who was anna mcfall 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 mm -hmm. i always keep saying mcfallen but it's mcfall <laughs> so yeah he, for some reason he used to like to bury them in the same place that it was where he was raised um they said that it's because he wanted to feel that he had control over this area that it was an area that he could go and he felt like a home i don't know i don't know if it makes sense but he just wanted to feel that he had control over the bodies that were buried over there so yeah sad but he killed her mother as well so yeah this case we're gonna divide it in two case in two parts just because it's a little bit long and it's a lot of information and, mm -hmm. yeah so yeah this is the first part of the house of the horror mm -hmm. house of horrors house of horrors yeah <laughs> <laughs> let us know down below what you think about the case as well what do you think about her killing fred's kids what would you do yeah. in that situation let us know down below and we will see you next week with the next part bye, bye.